This is an MVP podcast. My Village Productions. Welcome to Sipping Tea, a show where we explore the random thoughts that pop up at the most inconvenient times. I'm your host, Andy. It's me. It's me. And I'm your host, Mita. Smoke weed every day. So, you guys. March, all right. A couple things it. happen in March, right? Springtime, spring equinox. She's coming in hot later this month. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's a late later in the month kind yeah, of thing, but yeah. still exciting. But also, March is Women's History Month. No, you didn't hit me with your best shot like Pat Benatar. Oh God, oh God. Do you want to know how I know you're gay, Pat Benatar? That really just opened up the floodgates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about Women's History Month. Ooh, girl. By, oh, shit. Oh, shit. by highlighting women. Yes. Because it makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> women are the backbone of history. Right. They've done so much. They don't get recognition for it. True. So here we are, a lady and a gay, just supporting <laughs> women. <laughs> All month long. All month long. Starting in April, though? Shut it down. Thank you. I am a lady. I'm a dainty lady. I'm a fucking lady. I'm a fucking lady. <laughs> <laughs> There was one time, you want to hear something funny? Well, moment of vulnerability, Mina's past coming up. Oh, no. Um, there was a moment when I was, like, in high school. Okay. And I was in marching band. I was a drummer. Okay. And my brother was, like, a football player when he was in high school. So I was a tomboy. I was all, I've always been a tomboy because it's, like, I was raised by a boy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but I think I was I think I think was just wearing, like, a big coat or something. And I don't know. I was just having, like, a tomboy day. Uh-huh. I was just feeling my masculine oats. And I just remember my mom was like, what happened? to my daughter (laughs) just like i'm here i'm right here like i'm not wearing skirts but like still a girl i'm still a woman (laughs) it was so funny what happened to my daughter song not a girl is that the title of it though (laughs) yeah okay okay i think it's called i'm not a girl not yet a woman or something that can't be the full title is it it is i thought it was just not a girl no oh that's funny Mm. well anyway next next who do we got who are we gonna start with false you have to ask me a question yes Andy. Fuck. you know andy likes to call himself a producer and a podcast like company owner i'm editing this out no you're not <laughs> <laughs> i'm in control of the editing no you're not you're leaving this in you just don't keep up with the scripts that you don't read right. <laughs> but first wow i want to play a game level of disrespect Ooh. okay you, you go first. I'm going first with a weird-ass question. All right. Do you think you'd like living underwater if you suddenly became a mermaid, or would you find it to be too scary? All right. Well, I personally don't do well with the ocean. That's why I picked this question <laughs> for know, you. The ocean doesn't like me? It's tried to kill you multiple times. Every time, only from the islands of Hawaii, has the ocean tried to take me out to sea with her. Hawaii? Hawaii. I'm black. I can say it however I want. <laughs> I speak black American English, not proper English. (laughs) Um, No, uh, I think it's because, but here's the thing. I think the ocean tries to take me because I am a cancer rising cancer moon. Mm. So two of my big three Mm -hmm. is like, it's cancer. It's a crab with a knife that wants to shank you. Yeah. You'll never get to my soft, meaty insides. Wow. Never. Um, That's why pinchy claws, right? I get you. So I think that's why the ocean tries to take me. I think the ocean knows... Come, come in. This is your safe place. This, this is, is home. This is your safe place. But like, I'm an earth person. <laughs> right? In both sign and actuality. In sun sign and in like species, if you will. And so 
the ocean really do be trying to drown me. But mm-hmm. if I turn into a mer person, I think I'd fucks with it yeah. because I also imagine mer people have really great vision, so like I wouldn't have to worry about sure. my glasses, okay. right? Um, you're gonna be cold. You're gonna be cold blooded in the cold water, so I won't be cold. Okay, I'll just like feel comfortable. That's right? new, right? Um, it's a whole new. Humans world. are destroying the ocean, but I'm assuming by the time I evolve to a mer person, <laughs> I've destroyed all of humanity. So then it'll oh. be clean again. Okay, you know that's the plan. Oh boy. <laughs> No, I think if, if mer people existed and I were one, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd be, I'd be okay with it. Okay. I feel like my tail would be purple and aqua. Okay. Something shiny. Okay. I'm, I'm laughing myself to tears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good answer. That is a Good weird answer. question. That is. That is I, I felt like it should have been on like the bizarre question. Yeah. Thing, so I have the sheet not. of paper for thought-provoking questions. Yeah. That was a thought-provoking question. Yeah. Interesting. Well, your question is, if you found out, I'm done with you. If you found out that there was another Earth out there, complete mirror of the one that we're destroying now, would you want to meet the second Andy? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that'd be fun. Because I imagine if if it's a mirror world, that means, to me, in my head, my logic, if it's a mirror world, everything should be opposite so we're not really destroying this earth the two andes our personalities would be completely different you okay so you view it as a reflection yeah the opposite the yeah. literal opposite yeah yeah, yeah. It, you said mirror world so it would yeah, be yeah a reflection of this world right but it would be opposite okay you know what i mean no no i'm with you yeah yeah, yeah. that's where my weird brain went with it so you'd want to meet the opposite you yeah just what am i like my, i have no i probably would be a dick <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Because so, I'm a nice person. That's in what this I was world. thinking. I was like, not see, to toot my own horn or anything, but like, <laughs> no, if I think I'm a nice you're person, a, you're a sweet little baby angel. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would ever hurt you. You're just too nice. If I'm to be honest, so that's why I was like, the opposite would be like a real piece of shit. Yeah, possible murderer. Let's just call him like if a full, I mean... a full opposite, right? <laughs> The full opposite, yeah, yeah, full yeah. mirror, right, yeah, yeah. implies that like we got a stopping structure they in still, our thinky bit. They still got the crazy, the, the part, crazy Pisces. The part that tells you, no, no, don't, yeah, don't smother Kai with the pillow because he's snoring. <laughs> don't do that. Other Andy would do it because there's no stoppy. <laughs> there's no stoppy. <laughs> there's no stoppy part. There's no conscience. Oh god, maybe that's it, right? Yeah. Oh man, what an interesting- I would, I would, you I would fucks with it. Yeah. Oh, God, I would like to see that planet. That'd be interesting. Right? Like, would the sky be water and we live in the ocean? Wouldn't that be weird? How mirrored would a mirrored part place be? Right? High thoughts. We got to go. We got to keep going. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. interesting. <clears throat> interesting. More thought-provoking questions in the future. Hit me with your first lady. Oh, yeah. So, Women's History Month. Ease it on in. <laughs> All right, so my first little highlight lady for Women's History Month uh-huh. is a first-generation Korean immigrant okay. who made her na- a name for herself in the business world Okay, uh, by the name of Tony, T-O-N-I, because that's the proper way to it. spell it. Right? I love proper. Tony with an I. Tony with an I. Tony Ko, K-O, perfect name. Oh, absolutely. Perfect name. Love it. So Ko moved to California from, I'm going to say this wrong, Dag Dago Dagu South Korea. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce the city, but she's from South Korea. Dago D A G E U. Mm, nope. Right. <laughs> dag Dag Dagu. I was thinking like of Daegi, which is that Korean mm. restaurant, but mm. pork. All right. So she moved with her family when she was 13 years old. Okay. Um, in 2020, Co ranked number set number 76 on Forbes list of America's self-made women. Okay. Um. So in 20, 2020, she had a net worth of two hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Okay. Um. And let's talk about how she got there because it started dudes? from the bottom. No, 
Oh, okay. Started from the bottom, moved on up. Okay. Like classic okay. American like okay. story. So when she moved here with her family from South Korea at 13 years old, her family owned a perfume and cosmetics retail store. Okay. Um, and so she ended up working there. Like that was like a okay. little like after school job or whatever. And we all know Korean beauty products are just <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Girl. They got that good skin over there. They do. They do. It's it's a it's a little rich, but honestly, it's good products. It's a little expensive. It's a little crazy rich Asians, if you ask me. But the products are very good. So, of course, with her family owning the store, that's how she learned about like business and business okay. ownership and da da da. Um, that's also where she like kind of got a love for beauty products and makeup okay. and playing with makeup, which makes sense. Like you're a teenage girl. Totally. Your parents own a cosmetic store. Could you imagine if your mom owned like a cos like a cosmetics line? No. And would a be, teenage girl. I would have been a drag queen by the time I was 11. Yeah, 11. You're like highlighting and contouring <laughs> the shit out of your face. 19, 1998 would have been lit. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have been full drag in 98. You might have had a couple kids by now. Oh, absolutely. I would have been just full. I would have been so femme and stupid. Because I would have been surrounded. So femme and stupid. Femme it's stupid. Not oh, and stupid. No, 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 I was no, 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 like, no. Well, that's rude. You could be feminine and smart. <laughs> no, that and. It's stupid. It's stupid. I don't think we're starting this off right insulting oh, the ladies. Oh, God, never. No. So it's while working at the, the store when she's a teenager that she comes up with the idea of making high quality department store makeup at drugstore prices. Hit me with your best shot. So at the age of 25, you're really, it's really in there. I'm going to need you to let it go. <laughs> So at the age of 25, with a little, um, her family gave her some seed money. So they okay. hit her with $250,000, which, I mean, if your family owns a store, then you might, obviously, if they're good business owners, I'm just Absolutely. saying, invest in people that you know and trust. Yeah. Because with that $250,000, mm-hmm. Miss Tony Co. created my favorite drugstore makeup product in the oh. world, NYX Cosmetics. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When I saw that, I was like, I got to talk about Edge Co. Because I, I fuck up some NYX Cosmetics. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> It was like it was the joke of like the early seasons of RuPaul's Drag yes. Race that that was the prize. No, because I love it. People would dog on it, but you yeah. are like a fan. Well, because it's like so, like she said, like she set out to make a department store brand at drugstore prices, uh-huh. and quite literally, NYX Cosmetics is like it's reasonably priced, and it actually has pigment, and it actually yeah. works. Like their lipsticks actually show up on people with dark lips. Their okay. eyeshadows actually show up on people with dark skin. Their foundations actually have full coverage and. Okay. A, good range of shades like it's but then it's like it's not 45 dollars. it's yeah. 12 yeah well there's even drag Crazy. queens that so like trixie mattel yeah. has like a couple nyx products that she loves right well like yeah she likes the white the eyeliner there's there's Which, some holy grail products that nyx makes miss co i gotta <laughs> ask you oh she's out the game from beyond <laughs> no, like, okay well let me finish this story she's not dead <laughs> God in heaven. Oh, <laughs> she sold the company, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. You really took that to a dark place. Well, you said she's no longer with us. Not the company. <laughs> I assumed she had passed. God bless. Okay, so at 25. I'm about to do a seance and ask for I'm some white gel liner. Over. I'm over you today. <laughs> so at 25, she starts NYX Cosmetics, um, and she started off doing everything by herself, right? Okay. So you're manufacturing, selling. Um, she was, the way that she grew NYX was uh, social media. So she was big okay. with reaching out to YouTubers. This okay. was the early days of YouTube. Like mm-hmm. we didn't have gurus like we have now. Yeah. Um, and that's actually how I heard about NYX Cosmetics. I started watching makeup artists on YouTube back in like 2012, 2011 or whatever. Okay. 
but I was obsessed with the uh, special effects makeup artist. Mm -hmm. Special effects makeup artists loved some of the NYX products because they were reasonably reasonably priced, but then they would have like, you know, white face paint so they could mm -hmm. do clown makeup that was actually pigmented and it didn't yeah. cost $45, like yeah. the Ben Nye and stuff. So that's how I heard about NYX um, because it was good quality stuff, I guess. And then so in 2014, okay. she ended up selling NYX cosmetics to L'Oreal for oh, wow. $500 million. So what I'm saying is we have to invest in our friends and our family because if I just gave you $250,000. And you turned around and turned that into $500 million? Milli? I'm getting a cut plus some interest? I'm about to start investing in some strangers for real. Turn around and make me a profit. That's all I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was technically I was looking for Asian American ladies to research during uh, Women's History Month. Okay. So that's how I came across a young Miss Tony Co. Okay. But I also discovered somebody else that I really wanted to do. Her name is Dr. Chien Xian Wu. Okay. She's a lady physicist who worked on the Manhattan Project. Nice. So if you're like me and you like doing little Googles, go ahead and look her up. She's fantastic. She's fascinating. <laughs> go ahead and look her up. I had, to, I had to do Tony Co. because I love me some NYX cosmetics. <laughs> I really do. But I really wanted to talk about the lady physicist too. <laughs> but I was like, no self. Don't do it. No self. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Tony Co. And you awesome. have... I have one of my personal heroes. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest musicians, songwriters, voices. Yeah. I think I've ever heard in my life. Um, the yes. Miss Stevie Nicks. Young Miss Stevie Nicks. Oh, man. So I actually, this was fun to me. She was born May 26, 1948 in Phoenix, Arizona. 100% <laughs> makes sense with like the yes! look. And yes. like everything. <laughs> She's 100% Sedona mom. Yeah. Yes, like you said Arizona, and I was like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I thought maybe like Louisiana or something, but Arizona feels right. Yeah. That's perfect. Absolutely. Um, so she was born Stephanie Lynn Nix, and her famous moniker, Stevie, was adapted from her pronunciation of her name as a baby. Cute. Um, she would say Titi. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. Her family was very close, and this included her grandfather, Aaron Nix. Okay. Um. Her grandfather handcrafted a guitar for Stevie and taught her how to play country music. And by the age of five years old, Whoa. she was in local gin mills playing music with her grandfather. Yeah. So that's how you know she's doing exactly what she was put on this earth to do. Absolutely. I love people like that. I Absolutely. love people like that. Um, so her father was a very successful um, like corporate dude. Okay, like, he, yeah. yeah, he's a business guy. Um, so this <laughs> required them to move around a lot. Oh, okay. So they eventually landed in Palo Alto, California. Yep. Where Stevie Nicks attended Menlo Atherton High School. All right. It's a name. This is where she met her fellow classmate, Lindsay Buckingham. And the two shared a close relationship and created a very strong musical connection. Oh. After high school, Stevie attended San Jose State College, but she dropped out in 1968. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, her family was relocated again, but she decided to stay in California. Yep. Uh, Nixon Buckingham joined a local band called The Fritz, which had a kind of a small following, okay. but they ended up opening up for acts like Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix. Come on. <laughs> what a time, Stevie. <laughs> and then they were disbanded in 1971. By this time, Steve and Lindsay were like heavily romantically involved. Right, right. Like they were all up in the business. How old is Stevie at this point? 71. 71. She was born in 48. So that would be. 23, 2. Yeah. Is that math? 23. I'm, I'm getting better. 
Yeah. Okay. Good for you. I had to use a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's she's young and in love and yeah. extremely talented and beautiful, and she's got that Sedona mom energy, but she's only twenty three. <laughs> she's just like floating through the clouds of life. God. I love her. Just twirling. Just, just twirling, twirling her way through life. Beautiful. <laughs> so, beautiful twirls. Uh they landed a contract with Polydor Records and released an album called Buckingham Knicks in 1972. It was not successful. Okay. 24-year-old. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so to make ends meet, she worked as a maid, a dental sis- assistant, and a waitress. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. The only one I see is dental assistant? No? <laughs> I don't know, right? It would be so interesting i could yeah. see a waitress i kind of could see a waitress yeah ah oh, that's fascinating right she's like at this point 24 years old and she's lived like six lives already yeah oh wild. absolutely wild um, at the same time however the already formed band fleetwood mac was struggling with like just rising band tensions okay. and lineup changes i don't yeah. know what that means i don't know if they were trying to like restructure the band where it was like you're gonna sing vocals and you're gonna play guitar and then he's gonna do drums like i don't know what i don't know what lineup changes means when when you said it i heard it as they were trying to uh find people to fit into this whatever sound they were trying to get Mm. so like i hear it as they went through three guitarists and maybe a short amount of time that would make like there was a lot of turn up turnover or something that's what i'm picturing okay because maybe they had a sound that they were looking for but they couldn't find the people to fit in something similar i don't know that's that, what I, that's that what I thought. actually makes sense with the next part of this. Okay, so, cool. see, I'd be doing. In 1974, the group was looking for a new like recording studio, and okay. they toured Sound City Studio, which was the same studio that Stevie Nicks and Buckingham had recorded their album at. Okay, and the producer wanted to show like their sound capabilities, so they he actually played them a song off of Stevie Nicks's album. Oh, okay, um, wow. called Frozen Love. Okay, and like homeboy i forget mac mac yeah the um, Mac part. yeah <laughs> like they all were like taken aback by like the guitar yeah in the song like yeah. they were like yes this is like a, this is an amazing sound okay i really like this okay so that makes sense so they maybe they were literally looking for a yeah. guitar <laughs> which, which like anybody who knows bands knows that like you're always looking for a guitarist right um god bless so a few weeks later their lead guitarist actually quit the band typical and they <laughs> they arranged a meeting with uh lindsey buckingham okay and they originally just wanted lindsey buckingham right because you said guitarist mm-hmm. and i was like they weren't feeling that sultry vocal and so uh it actually Lindsay refused to Damn. to sign to Fleetwood Mac unless Stevie could could come into the group as well. And so about a year later in 1975, um, they agreed and Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham became a part of Fleetwood Mac. So that just that sets the stage for a bit of tension. Oh, like you literally came in hot with oh, demands. The whole the whole band Fleetwood Mac, they there was so many tensions between them. And especially I think it was um, McVie and Stevie Nicks because, right. you know, both female vocalists in a band, they want right. they want the spotlight. Yes. I mean, and typically if you have a band like that, there are duets and it's with a man and a woman. But now we yes. have yeah. one male vocalist and two female vocalists. So yeah. it's like who gets to sing? Yeah, it was. Yeah. What a time. lead, I guess, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing about leads though is that there's usually only one mm-hmm. there's got to be somebody in the spotlight exactly there can and only I... be one 
<laughs> we'll always choose Stevie Nicks. We, so. we stand Stevie around here. <laughs> um, so they were immediately recorded their album, went straight to number one. They sold three million copies. Damn. Um, Stevie Nicks' songs, specifically Rhiannon and Landside, Ooh. were instant hits. Absolutely. And it it turned her into an overnight sensation. Like everybody just wanted more Stevie. Well, it's the ugh, her voice. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Her voice is. It's not crazy powerful. No. It's just. It's. It's Stevie's unique. voice. It's Stevie's voice. Yeah. It's a once in a generation. You can hear her on mm-hmm. anything she ever sings, and you know exactly who it is. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So. In 1976, their sophomore album was being recorded, but like the entire band's lives were in disarray. Right. And this led to Buckingham and Nick's splitting, and it was like rough. Like, are they all okay? So, the, the with Fleet, Fleetwood Mac, though, are they all around the same age at this time? Like, even the, the Fleetwood Mac, the original so, band? Yeah. Okay. So, you've got a whole band and full all, of sexual tension going through their Saturn return. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Going into your 30s? Yeah. After you've sold millions of albums, you've got, you got sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Yeah. Ooh. They, uh, <laughs> I didn't have any of that. My Saturn return was a shit show. <laughs> but yeah, so like the word that was used to describe the split between the two of them was tumultuous. Strong word. Like it SAT was bad. word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> um, so in 1981, let's flash forward a few years, uh, Nix went solo. So Stevie okay. went solo. She still recorded with Fleetwood Mac, and I like this part, and I put an LOL after it because she agreed to continue um, recording with Fleetwood Mac for an elevated rate. I mean, let them know. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta put it on the table and, and make them measure it. You know, it says it was like a, ri- like it was ridiculous. She's like, yeah. oh, you gonna pay me? Right. You want me to come back to this fucked up mess? <laughs> Truly. Well, because then also like. I'd imagine I, the first thing I would think if I was in her in her shoes was like, I'm not stepping into the psychological nightmare again. No. Without some kind of guarantee no. that I get out being able to take her care of and myself. Lindsay Buckingham eventually hated like they hated, hated each, each other. other. Yeah. That's how bad like their that that breakup to hate was. Another person is yeah. powerful. Yeah. Um yeah. to where like I think a couple tours ago in present day, um, it was to the point like Lindsay Buckingham was like, It's her or me. Damn. Okay. I won't be touring with you if she's here. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. They got to let that hate go, man. For real. So, as always, <laughs> Stevie started developing a really severe, like, addiction to drugs and alcohol. Money will, in the money 80s, will ruin you. Including a cocaine addiction that would eventually create a hole in her nasal cartilage. Mm, damn. I've heard of it. Didn't know she had it. Yeah. In 1986, she entered a 28-day rehab, and she was fully detoxed by 1993. Okay. Okay. Um, Good for her. In 1998, uh, they received word that Fleetwood Mac was going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Big moment for her. Right. And just last, I mean, she continues to tour, release music. Mm-hmm. She's been like seen in guest roles on American Horror Story. Absolutely. She was a guest advisor to Adam Levine's team on The Voice. I mean, she okay. Okay. is still hustling to this day. She is a person who is doing exactly what <laughs> she was born into this yep. space and time to do exactly and when you see people who are who are literally living the essence of their soul mm-hmm. it's fascinating because most of us aren't it's like Absolutely. one in a billion people are doing what they're supposed to do yeah it's crazy and i i don't know i like you said her voice is just so unmistakable a, a random song could come on the radio and you don't know who it is but as soon as you hear that voice you're like oh stevie that's stevie Nicks. yeah 
and and through generations. I mean, yeah. we don't even need to freak, like when when did uh when did that song start trending on TikTok? Was that like December 2020? Homeboy yep. went skateboarding Dreams. or whatever. Dreams. Like now you have an entire generation of kids who were literally born post 9/11 who are huge fans of Fleetwood Mac now, yep. which was 1970s. They yep. would say that that's fucking ancient. Yep. They're surprised we fucking have electricity because you know how kids think it's like so they stupid. don't know how time works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just fascinating, like literally timeless. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And fun little note, I want to go back and listen to Dreams now because I guess Stevie wrote that song and it's about um the band falling apart. Right. Yeah. I remember when it started trending on TikTok, all of the old heads over at like Rolling Stone and mm -hmm. all of the like music magazines, of course, they have these think pieces yeah. about how kids don't know what real music is. Of and course. so there's been a lot of deep dives into like, well, this is what they were actually going through when they wrote the song. Which yeah. again, just having that information, it just changes the song it completely. Really? You're does. like, oh <laughs> shit. I wanna know. <laughs> Oh, Christy McVie. Uh oh. I do like one of your songs. It's called Tell Me Lies. Yeah. I want to know what was going on. Is that another episode we're going to do in the future? This is Maybe. what we do. These are the random questions Maybe. that we research. I want to know what was going on because she's saying, Somebody write it down. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. And then Stevie Nicks comes in the background unmistakably. Tell me lies. <laughs> she literally just does these, like, I think that song, she literally just does like harmonizing vocals yes. in the back. Yeah. And without it, I probably would hate the song. Oh, God bless. <laughs> yeah, there's voices like that. It's like on, it's like Missy Elliott, Elliott on, um, I was going to say Tu Wong Fu. What's the song? Is it worth it? No, no, no. Where he's like, you're not just going to have me in the background singing hooks. Oh, Is that the one with Christina Aguilera? Anyway, there's a moment where Missy Elliott, like, she she wrote a song. I want to say it's uh, the, 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 avec moi. what's the name of that song? Oh, Lady Marmalade. Lamela, thank you so much. I'm really struggling. I feel like there's a isn't there isn't that the one where Missy Elliott says like she's doing a lot of like background stuff. Uh -huh. And there's another line where she's like, "You're just going to have me in the background singing hooks. Like I'm gonna come in on this verse or something like that." And that's like that's what Stevie has to do. Maybe. Like you can't yeah, just yeah, have yeah. her in the background. Yeah, you gotta yeah. let her. Absolutely, she didn't. Her voice she did not have a verse in that entire. Song. She's like, "Look, I'm just gonna but add I you a think gentle." Because they did not like each other. <laughs> What song did Beyonce do that on? I think it's a Jay Z song where she Tom literally. Ford. Is in the yes. <laughs> it's the only reason I listen to Tom Ford by Jay Z is because she just echoes words that he says. Smoky he whispers says, coming up, and she's in the background coming up. It's like smoky whispers, yeah. and you're like, this song is a fucking bop. <laughs> absolutely i love it all right oh man well thank you for listening to this episode of sip and tea i'm your host andy and i'm i'm mita still it's still uh, <laughs> make sure to follow us on social media at sip and tea 303 and you can follow me if you'd like at mvp andy on instagram and on the grammys i am at michael plants and black girl jeeping yeah go follow that I'm trying fun to adventures yeah <laughs> <laughs> and make sure to follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts we are a bi-weekly podcast episodes every two weeks and we'll catch you next week catch you on the flip side catch Is that what you the kids on say? the flip side i don't think the kids say that anymore we should bring it back yeah i'll bring it back yeah <laughs> <laughs> bye this has been an mvp podcast my village production